welcome to the Emerald Games Cast, episode 64. My name is Nolan. Sitting, actually, physically tonight with me to my left is. Well. Well, you're always. I'm always here. So next Janelle's to you, here, but I usually sit on your right. But the but 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 notably sitting physically to my left further is. Classical? No. Cat? No. Try again. Is. Yoshi. Yoshi P is here. Oh my God, Yoshi P is here. Who is it? My name is Yoshi P. It's nice to meet you. It's it's Alex. It's Alex. It's Alex. I'm I'm ruining his bit. It's Alex (laughs) who is also here. Alex is up in Seattle giving us a visit. Addles and um, so we're we're trying to record tonight together all on one microphone because we're a bunch of poor college students and we don't really have a recording setup so bear with us if the um audio is a, a little bit weird today there might be some kind of i don't know peaks and and valleys and in volume but we're doing our best and uh hopefully it's at least legible palatable for the listener it's right. palatable how's everyone doing doing good i'm excited to actually get to see human beings it's been a while right it has yeah you yeah. know the, the, we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel and i'm able to to see my my friends who i love dearly and get to hang out with over the internet in person now i feel like when we oh, used yeah. to record in a studio we we had a little bit um it was easier to sort of fall into a dynamic because you can look at somebody and you can kind of see the the gears turning in their head you can kind of see if they're preparing to jump in on what you're saying and whatnot um and this whole time, ever since whatever episode of the pandemic hit, I have been able to do that with Janelle, and Janelle's been able to do that with me, but Alex has just been this unknown quantity, and I'm yeah. sure, and, and we've been this unknown quantity to you, so we're sort of like having to do this, like, what were you trying to say, Nell? I'm, I'm saying that just to let Alex know that you were trying to talk. It's been a whole thing, so. Yeah. 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 Should, be, should be easier now. I don't, I, I ever think about how I took the, uh, the studio for granted until recently, right? Oh it was yeah, like, man. Oh yeah. I would just every every day after work, I would just like you know walk over to uh, what was that building called again? Allen Hall. Yeah, I'd walk over to Allen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a J minor. If you didn't know that, if you didn't notice, uh, but I, I would walk over to Allen and just walk in that studio and see my friends and record, and uh, and then everything changed. But now, but now we're 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 back and things are fire nation. Yeah, things are good and normal. Speaking of good and normal and functional, Nolan, you want to talk about Elite Dangerous Odyssey? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we have some reviews. We actually have three games to review this week. We got we got a pretty good, uh, pretty pretty good run of, of codes in our inbox here. I got one I was really excited for, which is the latest expansion pack for Elite Dangerous, the second expansion pack. And if you don't know what Elite Dangerous is, it's it's basically a space simulator like you fly spaceships and do deliveries and jobs in space but it it it, it tends really heavily towards the simulation side so like you're not necessarily out doing stuff like you would in free space or star wars squadrons you're doing things like delivering cargo or going to a planet with an ore deposit and mining for it um things like that you 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 can also do combo um combat <laughs> you, you can do combos Combo you can also do combat but um the focus of the game is sort of like a live your life in the stars and so one of the big glaring things that was missing for a game focused on this concept of live your life in the stars was the ability to actually leave your spaceship you could dock but when you would dock your ship in a station you'd basically open a computer terminal inside of your ship and that's how you would interact with the station so the game sort of, while being a great game, I personally love this game. I have like 50 hours in this game. It did sort of feel like you were part of this world through the panes of glass that were your windows. You weren't really in it. So the idea of Elite Ender's Odyssey is you're finally able to get down out of your ship and walk around into space stations and go to bars on an orbital platform and land on a planet and, you know, do a bounty hunting mission, all these things. And I was, I've been really excited about this. We got a review code, and I've been really looking forward to playing it and telling you guys about how it is, but, but unfortunately, I, I tried, I think, four times to play, and each time I sat down for a couple hours and tried to get in, and I just couldn't. The 
whether it was a server issue or whether the game wouldn't launch or whether it would launch but it would boot me out or what straight up i could not play this game to review it for you i'm gonna try to get a review within the next episode but i literally have nothing to say except i can review it on a technical front it's fucking disaster <laughs> i can definitely say that for sure there's so many support tickets how many days was it supposed to be until you heard anything back it's like a six day wait right now because everybody is having the same problems and I can't speak for what it's like to play the game, obviously, because I've not personally been in it. But I, I, I have seen people who have gotten into the game. It's, it's been mixed. I'd say about 50% or so of players have, while they've not been playing with zero issues, they've been, they've been playing the, you know, a game this big and this expansive with it, like the expected number of um, bugs and hiccups. But then a pretty unacceptably high, like 50% portion of those players have also been getting um crashes to desktop and getting things where they fall through floors and get stuck in elevators and things where you're walking on a space station and all of a sudden all the walls disappear or you get flung off into the stars like uh there was a a a really large hotfix patch that came out i think yesterday um that was supposed to address a lot of the connection and launching issues and also was supposed to address a lot of the performance issues and reports so far have been that it's been a lot better since then. Um, but unfortunately I have not actually tried to launch the game since that hot fix came out. So frontier CEO actually came out and had to apologize to my understanding. Um, so hopefully by the time you're able to play it, it will be functional. Yeah. And I mean, like I, I'm, I really think it sucks that the launch was this poor because they actually, had a paid beta. I think it was a $35 paid beta that's been going for at least a couple of months. And um, people had been playing the game during that beta. Um, sorry, alpha. Mm, okay. And because it was an alpha, I don't think anyone was upset about the bugs that were present. Because when the game works, apparently it's 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 pretty amazing. I mean, Elite Dangerous is a pretty amazing game. And even a seemingly small feature ad, like getting out of the ship, adds a, a lot just to the feeling of, of place, which is pretty much what this game sells you, is the feeling of place. So, The feeling of place and the place is space. Right. So when it, when it, <laughs> uh, when it works for me, I, I'm willing to go into this open-minded. Like I still expect this to be quite good. I like Elite a lot, and I have a pretty, uh, a pretty high tolerance for, like, I don't need this expansion pack to give me, like, a ton of new things. I just want to do space walking. They call it space legs. Their official name is kind of stupid. That's cute, actually. I, like I want, if space legs is good, then this expansion will probably do it for me, but I need to play it first, and I just, yeah. I'm, I'm upset. It took me, like, four days for the support to get back to me, and they basically were like, oh, yeah, we couldn't find your account, and, um... What? I don't really know what to do. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't literally say that, but they were basically like, have you like disconnected your router and have you, you tried, tried like, it on and off again? Have you tried like reinstalling the game? And for the record, I fresh installed the game the night of launch, so like you know, it's a whole yeah. thing. But Well hopefully all. you'll be able to give it uh, a review soon. Yeah. Um, and we'll be able to give I'm I'm sure Frontier is understanding because it's their having to put out the fires and their server base right now. So they'll be fine with us getting our review to you next week. Yeah. Um, you got a game too. You got a couple games. I do. I do. Uh, so one game is also about travel, uh, space travel, actually. Uh, it's called, this is the full title that's on the steam page An airport for aliens currently run by dogs. Uh, it is on steam and I believe the Xbox store and it is a game where you are in a long-distance relationship with one of the last other humans left alive. Um, you are jumping back and forth between airports. Uh, these airports are written... Everything is written in an alien language, all the signage. And it's run by not even, like, models, not even, like, PNGs, like JPEGs of dogs. <laughs> um, it's it's actually pretty... It's, it's pretty great, actually. Um... It's it's super weird and interesting because a lot of the game is just talking to the dogs. Like, you have to get to the terminal in time. But one of the themes of the game is that dogs don't understand the concept of currency, right? So <laughs> How do they just, run an airport? That They don't, right? Uh, it's just kind of all just like, here, do you want a ticket? One of the options is, like, 
when they're like, hi, do you want a ticket to this planet? Like, one of them is like, you want a ticket to uh, Phobos, I think is one of the planets, right? And your options are like, no, thank you, yes, or yes, 50 tickets. And if <laughs> they say 50 tickets, they drop down 50 physical tickets that all physics out on the ground, and you have to pick them up. You can pick all of them up, they'll all take you to the same place, but you can just get 50 tickets. Um, and it's, it's, it's very weird and goofy and, like, surrealist, but in kind of an introspective way like i mentioned how one of the jokes is that dogs don't understand the concept of currency but they take that a little bit further and kind of dissect like human nature through the lens of dogs that has been like distance because human beings are extinct all that's left are dogs um and bears you meet a bear um oh and cats and cats but mostly mostly dogs um it kind of relishes in travel. It really like talks about how special and unique and interesting it is that we're able to to go from point A to point B, and kind of emphasizes the magic of airports, which is a weird thing to to think about. But you know, from from the perspective of a dog who does not understand what this is like, it's a magical thing. It kind of reminds me of that scene in is it American Beauty with the the paper bag or the plastic bag flying in the wind? I haven't seen that. I think it's that's American a, Beauty. That's a Katy Perry song. That, I was just going <laughs> to say that. Too. That's a song, actually. Well, the Katy Perry song Are is the same Are you thinking of the movie Terminal starring Tom Hanks? Maybe. I know that there no, was, an, no. there was an emphasis on a kid filling a plastic bag. And like, do why do you give ever, a shit about a plastic bag? Do you ever feel like one of those? I that do. was the Wheel blowing, of Favorites question. Blowing in the wind. Why are you asking him that now? <laughs> the Wheel of Favorites question was, do you ever feel like a plastic bag blowing in the wind? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But in that scene... The kids like it's it's beautiful, right? It's like nature interacting with humanity. It's it's like there's there's like a deep level of appreciation and introspective from an outside perspective here, and I think that game actually does that really really well. Um, it's also like genuinely funny at times. It kind of gets really close to this sort of like you know the XD random like almost Tumblr esque humor, but it never got annoying to me. It never really crossed that line. Um, but I think. You know, despite its, like, goofiness, I think it's actually a genuinely pretty fascinating game. It's like the Undertale equilibrium. Kind of. That, and just like, like, that like, balance of randomness that isn't annoying. It's yeah. very hard to strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think this game is quite as sincere as Undertale has the capacity to be, but it's, it's like, I think the subtext is, is very interesting in it. Um, what's not interesting is, I mean, like, you know, I'm okay with it. I think it works, but the game is, like, not pleasant to look at. There are literal low-res dog PNGs and, like, chunky, like, polygonal textures around. I love that kind of shit. That sounds amazing. It it feels kind of like an itch.io game. Um, This is another thing that might be a hot take. It's $20, which, you know, granted, I think it's fair to say this game will go on sale someday. But I don't have a problem with them charging an entry fee for it, because it seems pretty high quality so far. But if that is a thing that puts you off, keep that in mind, because it's not, you know... There are a lot of games that are, frankly, $20 that look better, but they're not quite the same type of game. They have different goals, so keep that in mind if you're interested. Um, And I know part of it is navigating an airport terminal and jumping between airport terminals and how annoying that is. But it's annoying in-game, too, and it would be really nice if you could have a map. Maybe, like, once you leave each terminal, you have the option to get a map. Um, It's also kind of frustratingly slow sometimes to move around the, the airport, It'd be cool if you could have a more consistent way to move faster. Like one of the there's uh, there's uh, what do you call those moving walkways in certain areas, and you can also get soda that makes you go faster and coffee. But you crash after you drink the soda and coffee, so you go like significantly slower. <laughs> um, so it'd be cool to have some little quality of life features or an inventory. It'd be nice to be able to sort through the fifty garbage tickets that you pick <laughs> up um, to be able to to actually use them. But if you if you like weird surreal indie games that are surprisingly introspective give this a look because it's i think it's something that should be on your radar at the very least um i really enjoyed my time with it i actually completed it it took me i took my time it took me about like four or five hours so but it seemed like people on steam were saying it took a lot less or showing it took a lot less so you know keep keep an eye on an airport for aliens currently run by dogs if you think that's something that would interest you 
Because those people on Steam are really, really good at navigating airports. I maybe. guess, yeah. They, they love to I... navigate airports. I went to the train station to, to pick you guys up, and I had the same feeling. I was like, oh, oh God, sick. I'm so... And there's one station, and, like, there's, like, one entry in, like, the Portland, uh, like, train station area, right? I'm not going to... I mean, I, I like, I sympathize yeah. with you, but I can't lie. I do not understand how you <laughs> can get lost. And, you, like, you go in, and there's, like, one... There's one place where it's, like, here's where the train comes. <laughs> I mean, like, if I lose that train ticket, or like, if I get on the wrong, yeah, path, what yeah, if I, yeah. what if I got off at Centralia by accident, right? I, I can, I can sympathize with like a general. I, I tend to have like a general anxiety over travel, where I'm like constantly checking if my ticket is there. Yeah. That part makes sense. I thought you were saying you like didn't know like, where, like, like no, where do too. I go? Like in this building? No, that too. Oh, okay, that too. Yeah. I think that on the Centralia point. When it didn't say Seattle, that would be how you knew not to get off of the train. Next stop, Centralia. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. What do I do? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll also say, as not a dog, I, too, love airports. They're, like, Same. in my top three favorite parts of traveling. Are you serious? I love airports. They're great. Oh, you my God. probably really enjoy this game. Yeah, then. I think this game sounds Because it's, like, it's like a love letter to airports. I yes. Feel I love this. I think this sounds amazing. I feel that airports, like you said, it was, you know, the perspective of a dog who doesn't understand something commonplace to us. But I, I'm not only do I think that like airports have a kind of magic, I kind of marvel even at like subway stations and like train depots. I think I just, that's really the core of that game. So I that's just, perfect for you. I, I, I have a, I, I feel kind of like in amazement at them because they're not just utilitarian they're sort of these like cultural centers yeah and yeah. I, I really enjoy that feeling of being in an airport and not only is there all of the planes parking outside and that in of itself is cool but other than the employees every single person there is either coming or going somewhere and that kind of kind of provides this sort of un like an intangible energy but i feel like you can feel it yeah there's yeah. like something about it where you're like everyone here is like doing something unique and not not normal for them there's a throwaway gag in that game where they're like all of our pilots are drunk are you ready to board and one of your options is i'm sorry did you say all of your pilots are drunk and they say yes puppies are very small and the sky is very vast (laughs) and that was just a throwaway joke but i started thinking about that and i was like holy shit yeah you ever think about how insane air travel is how this seems so like surreal and weird like that's that's that doesn't sound like a huge stretch. Like it was a goofy throwaway joke. I don't know if the person who made this intended to have any extra meaning. I may be reading entirely too much into this game, but I I sat and thought a lot about this game in between like goofy jokes about like bears that are wanting to be accepted in dog society and shit. Right. Um, I really enjoyed it. Consider giving it a look. It's called an airport for aliens currently run by dogs. Uh, I think the developer on Twitter ended up saying you can just colloquially call it airport dog game. But if you do that, you're a coward. The full name is an airport for aliens currently run by dogs. Call it nothing less. I think my beef is the idea that we just assume dogs don't know anything about an airport. Maybe they know a decent amount about airports. It's they seem to be running them. Yeah, but I mean, what if dogs know a lot more about airports than we think they do? <laughs> These airports they're running have some issues. So do ours, man. That's true. That's true. So do ours. Who would you rather run an airport? A uh, a dog or a goose? Dog. You think so? Sure. I play an untitled goose game. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? He's, he's, he's a destructive goose in that game. No geese around my airplanes. Geese Unless, don't. What if dog airport, you fly on the back of a goose? That could... I mean, it'd have to be a very big goose. Huge goose. Huge goose. Huge goose. Yeah, geese um, don't need planes, so I, I don't. I can't imagine a goose would have much of a reverence well, for a plane. Animal Crossing's airports are run by birds. They're run anyway. by dodos, though. They they, their emphasis is they can't fly. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's but still they, funny. It, it's it's very funny. funny. It's very they, funny. They pursued flight out of some kind of primal need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. it's very funny. But uh, my goose segue was because uh, we got another code for a video game, uh, and it's called Mighty Goose. This game is a uh, a metal slug like basically I think they're very open in that in that design it is it is just designed after the the franchise metal slug in this game you are a bounty hunter goose who has to go on missions and quests to save the galaxy 
Um, there's a big bad evil sorcerer and like his henchman, the crow, and you just go through every level and, and, and shoot all the bad guys. That's about as deep as the plot gets. But it's pretty goddamn fun. Nolan, you played a little bit of it when like when two like two levels, yeah. Yeah, when when we hopped in and you were you were enjoying it probably as much as I was, because I I had my mask on the plane the whole time, but I'm glad I did because I was just fucking grinning like an idiot during on the, it. On the on the train. On the train. We were talking first, about planes. First you said you picked us up, now you're saying you went on an airplane. You're gonna confuse these listeners. I am. Yeah. We went on a train. Alex, I wasn't on the train. The I went on a train. For the record, listener, I'm gonna clear this up for you. He didn't pick anyone up. He rode a train to Seattle. That's the whole. That's all of it. That's the yeah. whole story. When did I say it was picking people up? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, you said you picked us up. Oh, okay. We picked you up. We didn't. <laughs> Damn anyway, it. <laughs> anyway, Goose Game. Uh, Mighty Goose is a Metal Slug-like, and it is it is very, very fun. It is a game that revels in in the history and memory of Metal Slug. Um, down to, like, the sound design. It has this, this beautiful, like, chunky, like, rich pixel. Or not pixel. Oh, that too. It has gorgeous pixel art. It has this beautiful, chunky, like, chiptune melody to it. I... I fucking love the, like, main menu theme. It rules so goddamn much. Uh, it is just one of those, like, very, very fun, high-octane video games that is just an absolute love letter and wears it on its sleeve to its uh, its, its inspiration, right? Um, yeah. And, 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 I mean, you want, like, solid Metal Slug. You love Metal Slug. Check this game out. I think it's definitely a lot of fun. I'm curious to see if geese are going to become um. the new, like, goat, because remember, like, Goat Simulator and, like, Escape Goat. It was like a thing. For listeners who don't know what Metal Slug is, can you kind of oh, give a little bit of extra context? That's a very good idea. So Metal Slug is a run-and-gun game, I guess you could call it, by SNK. Very, like, chunky, heavy, like, shooting game with very satisfying uh, guns. Like, a little side-scroller uh, was in arcades, and you could just, like, kind of... Your goal was to get to the end of the level, basically. You were a little soldier... And you had uh, this very stylized, chunky guns that you would shoot with. Um, that's kind of the best way I can describe it, unless you guys have any other descriptors. It's a very unique game. There hasn't really been any series quite like it since. Except, except for now. Except for, yeah, kind of, yeah. It kind of reminds me of a much less punishing, much less precise Contra. Yeah, it, it does have a lot of Contra DNA in its veins, but it's much more it's, like... It's more, it's more like... Um, it's more goofy, it's less punishing, like, you, you can take way more hits in a Metal Slug game, and you're a lot more powerful. They're a little bit more power fantasy focused, and I think they're a lot more spectacle driven. Yes. Um, especially in Metal Slug. Uh, Metal Slug, even though it may, you know, I don't even think it looks dated, but it's, it's very clearly of an it era. It looks gorgeous. It, it, Metal Slug is, is clearly of an era, but in terms of pixel art, it's among the highest density most fluid, most impressive pixel art you will find in any game ever. Yeah. I I, I think. Yeah, um, SNK's Neo Geo yeah. era was like some of the best pixel art ever created by anyone ever. And right? this this game, you know, like does it's an indie game, so it's it's not. I think, it's not I think gonna, it gets re- pretty goddamn close to the spirit. It does pretty goddamn close, but yeah. it's, it, it it can't quite hit that high watermark. But you shouldn't expect it to. It's not, you know. But yeah. but I guess I'm just giving more context on on sure, Metal sure, Slug. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I really am enjoying uh, Mighty Goose so far. I am, as of recording this, currently about the halfway point. Um, a couple, a couple little little issues I have with the game though are there's this the biggest thing I cannot wrap my head around why they thought this was a good idea. If I'm being honest, for some reason that I can't figure out, every once in a while the game will just do a dramatic slow mo. And sometimes a big, like, PNG of a goose will pop up in the corner of the screen to be like, you know, it kind of reminds me of the, like, toasty guy from, like, Mortal Kombat, right? It's just like a little, like a little joke that they threw in there. But it ends up being more frustrating than funny because it's like, it just kind of stops the pace and your, like, timing and momentum. It throws me off almost every time. I've died, like, several times because of it. I wish there was a way you could turn that off. Um, yeah, it, it kind of just, it kind of just stops. And and that's easily the the worst part of a, a pretty spectacular video game. So hopefully that's something that will be looked into um, because I really really enjoy this video game. I think it's definitely worth your time if you love some some fast paced hectic arcade action. Heck yeah! <laughs> Speaking of speed, we gotta go fast to the news. Let's talk about 
Sonic. That was uh that's our that's the Sonic theme, but I'm making it our news jingle this week. <laughs> there was a lot of Sonic news this week. Yeah. There was. It's Sonic's 30th anniversary. 35th, I think, right? 30 35th. That's Dragon 30th. Quest. 30th for 30th, Sonic. You're right, you're it's right. 30th for Sonic, 35th for Dragon Quest, which will, which will, which will come later. You're jumping, yes. you're jumping, you're going a little too fast for your little red shoes, buddy. <laughs> a little too big for your little hedgehog britches. Hey. You got you, you don't you got, get sharp with me. You got one too many tails on that two tin two two two. Uh. <laughs> I would give you a knuckle sandwich. Two tails spin no, axle. Can you give us a rundown of the Sonic hmm. Central news? Okay, um, if you have ever seen a Nintendo Direct. Sonic Team and Sega basically said, "We gonna we gonna do one of those copy and paste." They did, you know, make it blue. Uh, not don't do red. <laughs> make it blue. Um, and talk about some Sonic games. It was it was a good time. They're like, we got this guy. He can kind of do the Reggie thing a little bit. This guy can kind of do the Iwata thing what a little it? bit. Yeah, Ivo, <laughs> Re- like, Ivo something. I don't remember his name, but um, the, the like president of Sonic, right? They, Not even of Sega. Definitely are doing like the Reggie Miyamoto Iwata thing with the like Sonic chief brand officer and then the Sonic God. creative officer, who's so much less uh, charisma though. Actually, yeah. I really liked the um, Sonic creative mm. officer. Or the Japanese man. I, yeah, I, I liked him. I need to look up his name, and we'll we'll put it in the description. Or listener, if you're a real Sonic fan, you maybe you know. I don't know. Anyways, they announced some games for the anniversary, and let me know if I forget anything here. What I remember off the top of my head here is we got an announcement of a remake of Sonic Colors. That's the big ticket item, I think. It's yeah. a big ticket. It's a big multi-platform thing. Um, and as someone who hasn't played Sonic Colors, I, I can't tell you what's different about this one. I'm, I'm sure it's HD and all that, because Sonic Colors was a Wii game. I would hope it's it HD. That's kind of bare minimum. 480p, so they didn't really say about what else they changed. Maybe they added that color that only shrimp can see. <laughs> yeah. Now shrimp can play Sonic. They play Sonic. Um, are adding Sonic to two-point hospital yeah <laughs> which is for some reason it's great That's you can a... dress up your hospital workers as sonic it's pretty fantastic um there was you're you have a list in front of you right alex yeah I'm, I'm forgetting the other things here i wanted to talk about the announcement for the new sonic game last but yeah that makes sense what's what's in the middle here that i'm Spoiler. blanking on uh well i guess the other big ticket item is they are coming out with a sonic compilation it's called sonic origins right. Compilation. yes yes it's got all the classic Sonic games. The big one with this is because they got Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which is a game that has been really hard to come by for a long time because, and this only came out a couple of years ago, Michael Jackson uh, covertly worked on the music and then... Allegedly. Well, not allegedly. It was basically like, it, it might, it's yeah, like we know. Alleg- allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. All right. Um, but there's a song, there's a song called like a, what's it called? Like a man, like a man walks in Moscow. Is that what it's called? Yeah. There's just, I think that song, you, but can, like, you can hear the, uh, Sonic three ice world theme inside of that song. But also his estate confirmed it. Right. Okay. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Okay. Sure. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. They confirmed um, that I, ma- he's like, we don't have I wrote guys. the Sonic soundtrack and I tried to cash out my paycheck, but it, it the team ran so so fast. I yeah, couldn't, I yeah. couldn't get it. Um, but it's been a licensing so nightmare for a long time because he was very expensive and then he died and his estate was pretty restrictive. Uh, and then uh, a lot of the accusations came out, like the documentary, I think it was Finding Neverland. So rumor has it they're just going to kind of use the beta versions of those songs, but... We'll see. That seems like the best course of action to just like scrub him from the video game. Yeah. Um, which Sonic game is going to be in the other game? It's hot, what? What? <laughs> um, and, oh yeah. In yeah, yeah. the Yakuza and Judgment. Sonic oh, the Fighters. Sonic the Fighters. Sonic the Fighters is going to be in Lost Judgment. Lost Judgment. I was just doing a breathing. Sorry. I, when you said earlier Yakuza, I thought, you, okay, I'm sorry. It, traditionally, it, in those games, you can play other Sega games in the arcades. Um, I've never beaten one, but I assume they're oftentimes the full game. Um, yeah. And yeah, they are. The Sonic game's going to be in it, and that's pretty cool. I got really close to, to, to beating the full roster on Virtual Fighter Five in Yakuza 6. Yeah. And also Kiwami 2. I got, but I, could, I couldn't do it. 
I'm, I, I ain't no Shenmue fighting game master. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm better at that one than you. That's you do That's, win against the me. The one good thing I have in my life is that I'm better at every fighting game than Nolan except for Smash Bros. Which some people say isn't even a real fighting game. So, so you're better at every fighting game. So I'm better game at Nolan, every right? fighting game. Yeah. And everything. <laughs> and everything, and everything else. else. I'm really excited. Side note, I'm really excited for Virtual Fighter 5 to come to PS Plus. That's going to be a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. They announced a couple other things that I think it's fair to say we don't care about. There's a cartoon. Well, yeah. That's uh, cute. I, I Based on cute. Sonic okay. Colors, for yeah. those who are big Sonic Colors fans. And then another cartoon by the guys who made Ben 10, uh, like that writing team. Uh, there's a mobile game. Uh, they're well, there's stuff coming to a mobile game. Is yeah. that a new one? I, I, you're right. Yeah, I think it's just like yeah. new content it's like a, it's like a, a mobile it's like a, game. It's like a pirate level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they announced that a couple games will come on these streaming services. That's right, Sonic fans. <laughs> Captain Shadow the Hedgehog is coming into the Caribbean. Yeah. They announced that there's going to be a collaboration between Sonic Team and Team Silent to make an all-new... Silent Hill slash Sonic that's, game. That's a lie. That's They're a lie. They're moving Pyramid Head. <laughs> Allegedly. Putting in Sonic the Hedgehog. It's going to be wacky. <laughs> they allegedly announced that the second Sonic film will recast Jim Carrey into the role of Tails, but he'll also still be playing Eggman. <laughs> that's awesome. And I don't know how that will work. <laughs> I have a friend who, just a side note, I have yeah. a friend who I love dearly, but like, Anytime you're around, well, I think that this only happens to me now uh, because the other, well, and you, but my, my other friends like don't let him do this around them, but I, I haven't done that yet. You can't be around this guy without him being like, okay, let me give you my like Sonic Cinematic Universe idea of you what these You can say Nolan, it's okay. It's not me. It's not you. It's, it's my friend Redacted. And like, man... So he knows all about those movies, I guess is what I'm getting at. You know what the worst part is? You didn't even say his name. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> and you've only met him once. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, if you're listening, that friend, I thoroughly enjoy your your Sonic diatribes. I actually, I encourage them. They kind of make me excited about the Sonic Cinematic Universe. I had universe. a six-month period where I, before the first movie ever came out, where I was like, I literally am not going to invite you to my house <laughs> if you talk about this anymore. But he always would. He'd always bring it back up. DM me your Sonic information. I want to hear it. Um, speaking of Sonic information, Janelle, you seemed very interested in this uh, for maybe not the reasons they intended. Uh, they announced that uh, a couple of Sonic games are going to be on the streaming platforms of Amazon Luna, remember that, and uh, PlayStation Now. They're getting Sonic Forces, Sonic Mania, and Sonic Team Racing uh, later oh, this year. Put, put him, take him out of the car. Put everyone else in a car. Take Sonic out of the car. Then we'll really see how fast he is. They're trying to level the playing field. Remember the yeah. end of uh, Incredibles? Ugh, yeah. He's got he's to gotta play ball with everyone, right? Take him out of the car. Put them all in really fast cars. Like Formula One cars. <laughs> here's, here's my pitch for a Sonic racing game. Okay. If you let them... If, you know, Sonic, his feet can move so fast yeah. that even in a car, he could still have incredible braking discipline because he could be like on, on, on the pedals, you know? Nobody can feather a brake like Sonic. That man can slap a clutch down and change gears in the, in the, like that. Is that coming in the mic? Like that. But, but what can't Sonic do? Make a hoverboard go any faster than anyone else because that's all about balance. It's not about speed. So put them all on floating hoverboards. Here's my. That's my pitch for a song. Can you make that like brake tapping sound again? That like. (laughs) See, my problem is that when he does that once, his feet like go through the car, and so he's He's not super strength. He's actually well, it's so fast, it's creating this friction, and he goes through the car, and he's actually just running the whole time, but nobody knows that. So people are like, "Well, you got level the playing field," but it's the fucking Flintstones with this guy. They're like, this week on BBC Tonight, last time it was the doping scandal of the Kentucky Derby. This time it appears Sonic has cut a giant rectangle out of the bottom of his car and has apparently been running. Wait, were the jockeys doping? Uh, the horses. <laughs> shit, they're not doing the work. The horses were doping. Wait, the, what do you mean the horses were doping? <laughs> they, they doped the horses. Why is that so? That, that makes no, sense. No, no, no. You said the horses were doping. No, they, they doped the horses. The, ho- <laughs> the horses were in the bath. They were in the locker room. <laughs> shooting up. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself, shooting Kentucky star? <laughs> I need another hit, Wilbur. 
That's a joke for all of our 80-plus-year-old listeners out there. According to Young Hey Wheat, you've been hitting the bar every day for the past three months. Some people have seen they've seen you in a real sorry state before races. What do you have to say for yourself? Sorry, I can't do this press conference. I'm a little horse. And then he gets up and trots away. <laughs> hey, Weed Harry, come back here right now. Hang on, really, really, really quick. This, I don't know what horse racing horse really names quick, are. There was like a part of me that was like, Nolan's wrong, right? So I looked up like horse I heard doping. it on NPR. It's real. <laughs> I looked up horse doping. And I just want to like read you this really, really quick sentence. It's, it's about the whole scandal and it's why it matters. Medina Spirit is Hall of Fame trainer's Trainer Bob Baffert's fifth horse known to have failed the drug test in just over a year. Daniels lose his horse for the Stop letting him come to the race. <laughs> Revoke his horse license. Oh, wait, this isn't funny anymore. Why? The drug that they use is often, it masks injuries and it often leads to death. <laughs> it's still kind of funny. It's still kind of funny. Except for horse death is not a joke. Yeah, horse death is a very real tragic event. <laughs> <laughs> I just started thinking about like what if we dress Sonic up as a horse <laughs> they'll put him in like tails in one of those two person horse costumes <laughs> and then they'd be the fastest horse <laughs> put Eggman Eggman's the jockey no Eggman wouldn't be the jockey he doesn't like Sonk the hog I mean you know Garfield and Odie don't well Garfield doesn't like Odie and they're both in a racing game together that's true that's true uh, Medina uh, star. <laughs> yeah, is horse racing still a thing at the Olympics? I remember they talked about that for a while. I don't know. I don't remember the last time I watched an Olympics. You know who is at the Olympics this year? Sonic. Yeah. In a big dumb mascot costume was for some reason. Was that real? Yeah, that was real. Okay. In the new 2020 Olympics game, it's been out in Japan for like a year and a half, and they're just going to bring it to the West when they actually do the Olympics this year. Change the name. Yeah. Me. Yeah, I hate it. Um... But he's going to be in a big dumb mascot costume. And then finally, uh, they're, they're, they were like, well, that's all for today. And then they go, wait, one more thing. And then they show us nothing. Well, they showed Sonic running hey, through a woods. I think for people, I think it's like how Bethesda yeah. showed like nothing of the Elder Scrolls 6 except for to go, we're making it. Like, I yeah. think that's what it was for Sonic Doors. It's like a big marquee Sonic game. They're making another one. Yeah. After Sonic Forces. And... I mean, I, hey, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I like a Team Sonic for some reason. I still like them, and I can't say I trust them, but I look forward to them trying again. Sure. Yeah. Sonic Mania and the fact that they're letting the Christian Whitehead ports be in the Origins collection. Allegedly. allegedly. This one really yes, allegedly. This one is actually that. allegedly. I, I, I shouldn't report that like news. Um gives me hope that the people at the very least in charge of where the franchise is going have some idea of what the fans want. So Mania, Sonic Mania was so much more successful than Forces that I am withholding judgment on the idea of a new Sonic game until I see it because there's a pretty good chance that at a meeting they had people sit down and go, okay, we got like people didn't like Forces, people loved Mania. Forces didn't it forces didn't sell well even despite the like contingent of kids that will always buy the games like those kids bought Mania, and the fans bought Mania so maybe they're gonna try make the series more like that. Those kids ain't buying shit, so they're hardworking blue collar parents. <laughs> yeah, you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get me. Uh, there was another anniversary announcement this week, actually. Do, 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 do. I thought you were gonna like like do the thing. That's not what I. The... That's not the Dragon Quest theme, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, it okay. is. I was gonna do the theme, and you were, you uh, you'd have like like when the when we were at PAX and they played the Dragon Quest theme, and the people all walked in during the hype reel. Oh yeah, that was that yeah. was cute. That was cute. Um, but yes, there is a there so was, is was I was I doing Final Fantasy? Is that what happened? I th- yeah. Yeah, no, I think you were. I think you were. No. No, because the Dragon Quest theme is bum ba dum bum. But it gets there. But it gets there. He was doing the beginning part, and then it gets there. But it doesn't start there. Sued by Yuji Hori. No, no, because the next part is what I was doing. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Okay. What's the news? Dragon Quest happened. They had a, a big press conference in Japan at like 8.30 in the night uh, in our time, and 
uh, showed off a couple of uh, video games. And uh, if you want, I can run through them real quick. Yeah, there's there's six of them. Yeah, I think so. Give us the goods. Uh, well, I'll start with the weirds first. One of them is a free-to-play mobile iOS Android game, which looks like a cookie clicker. Or yes. Not cookie clicker. What do you call it? Um, Candy Crush. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's you know that's I love Dragon Quest. If that's your bag, go for it. But like you know that we're not, we you don't have, have to knowledge. you have to specify. It's a match three game where all the Dragon Quest characters are rubber erasers, and if you match three, they erase something together. That's stupid. Wait, what? Yeah, did you? I'm, I'm not, I, I think my brain turned off during that part. I'm not. I'm not lying. It, it's it's match three, but what you're matching is rubber erasers. When like, you said you told me before, it's like yeah, it's like rubber erasers. I assumed you were talking about like the little stylized character erasers. Why is it not slimes? And they just I don't nope, know. Blow because the game up. the game know, is man. called Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi, oh. which means erase erase, and huh. it's it's an it's an eraser themed. Listen, this is from. Silicon era. The Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi trailer shows an evil pen flying about and scribbling over the many adventure logs, which is how you save your game, that represent various Dragon Quest storylines. The pen's doodle comes to life embodying various iconic monsters and villains. Unable to stand this heresy is a band of heroic rubber erasers. The erasers party up and fling themselves into battle against the vandals. And then you erase the, the stuff to save people's can, save games. Can I huh. talk about my emotional roller coaster I just went through? Okay. Yeah. Because I started with that's fucking stupid. This is so stupid. But then it's like super and then cute, I was, right? Then I was into it. Yeah. But then I was upset again because if they're erasing over the marker on the logs, then they're gonna erase what's on the logs. Yeah, the VG nah, no way. The VG twenty four seven article that we'll probably link says uh an Android game that will feature popular series characters, monsters, and items as erasers, which are used to erase graffiti in the game. Yeah. And no one likes a narc, so let's move on. I uh, think it sounds kind of cute, but I think it I sounds hate cute. It. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, more than any other game announced at that event. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no. uh, next is Dragon Quest X, which is an MMO that launched originally on the Wii, I think, only in Japan. Uh, this is a game that people have been wanting to play in the West for a long time. Never came out. Uh, and they didn't have any sign that it was going to come out in the States, but they did announce in conjunction with that expansion uh, something called Dragon Quest X Offline. Oh, and you like, should specify, you, you just said next is Dragon Quest X, but it's like, it's a new expansion for the MMO. Yes, yes, also, yes. It's not like a new game, yeah. To like add on to what you said a second ago too, I saw some news where they confirmed that is not coming to the West still. Cool. It was. It was. I mean, super cool. It, it, it might, People would pay it for might, that. It might eventually. I. I mean, like, they can only confirm that we don't know right now. Like it wasn't in that. They said that there are no plans to do it. So. Ah man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next is Dragon Quest Treasures, which I'd they describe as an RPG treasure hunting adventure. They didn't really show what it was, but I got Dragon Quest Builders vibes, and I fucking love Dragon Quest Builders. So hopefully that'll be that'll be cool. Um. And then there were two. There were two big boys. Did, uh, did, did it? Say, am I remembering wrong? Was Dragon Quest Treasures a co-op game? I, I know think that it was it's supposed about, to be a co-op game. I know it's about like a duo, and they're going and hunting treasures, and it's it's supposedly set before um, Dragon Quest Eleven. It's the guy from Eleven, the oh. thief with the shitty American yeah, accent, and his like sister. It's Eric and Mia. Yeah, yeah. If that means anything to you, Dragon Quest fans, they're going to be out hunting treasures, and in in the story of Dragon Quest Eleven, Eric is like a He's like a petty thief, so yeah. He also does. Cool. He he does his damnedest, but he does an American accent that sounds all right, but is very clearly a British person trying to do a Midwestern American accent or like an an Atlantic American accent. Aha! Uh-huh. See, your mistake is playing with voices at all. At all, I like the voices. They're charming. Yeah, they weren't even there with they. They didn't even come out with the game. It's an interesting fact, listener. If anyone out there is interested in this, Dragon Quest games have never had voice acting in in japan even all the way up into the modern day over a decade after it was standard in games and in fact made standard in the ps2 era by final fantasy because of just tradition and maintaining the series status as basically like easily digestible comfort food the games are reluctant to just like change any standard thing about them so even dragon quest 11 came out on ps4 with no voice acting and then when the game was released in the West, they added English voices, but there were still no Japanese voices because the Japanese players didn't care about that. But then when it got a definitive edition on the Switch, then they were like, okay, we'll do a Japanese cast. But it's not 
part, you know, it's not part of the original vision, I guess is the point. But interesting. That doesn't matter. Interesting fact, though, I think. Well, well, speaking of original vision, we got a new vision of probably the most iconic game in the franchise, Dragon Quest Three. It is being made very. It is being remade, and it looks a lot like Octopath Traveler, like that sort of art style. Looks like yeah. I, I think even the HD two D line of games is like that is the engine they're using. Yeah, yeah. It's is five not the most iconic game in the series because soon to be. Friend of the show, Tim Rogers, did say <laughs> people should play three despite not wanting to. Who would not want to? Isn't three like the the kind of what made the standard JRPG formula? Like, yeah, I think that that's talk to him about it. Okay. I just go on Twitter for some reason. My sure. understanding is that like Dragon Quest one and two basically created the JRPG formula, but they're also really archaic if you go back and play them. Two and, like, is really rough. I don't like two. Yeah, at all. and then with three, they sort of nailed down all the kinks. And set out the the like carpet that everyone else walks on, but then, well, when we were at that PAX panel, for example, and the crowd asked every single person in the panel what their favorite Dragon Quest game was, I think only one of them didn't say five. I think every person on the team said that five was like the golden, the the golden creation of the whole franchise, which makes sense. Um, five yeah. was five is very good from what I've played so far. But this um, looks beautiful. It does. This Absolutely is so gorgeous. pretty. When I saw on Twitter that there was going to be a remake before I actually saw the trailer, and I was really afraid that they would make it just look super modern um, and make it maybe look like 11, but they didn't do that at all, and I'm really pleased. I think it looks just beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've, they've always known uh, not to jump the gun too much. I mean, it's interesting. If you go back and play Dragon Quest V on the... Super Famicom or on the SNES, if I mean, I was surprised by how rudimentary and primitive the graphics in that game looked at first. After a few hours of play, I ended up getting really into them and going like, "Wow, this game is beautiful!" And it's really like it. It. it there's so much skill on display with the pixel art to where everything is legible and charming and impressive without being overbearing. But if you look at other JRPGs like Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6 that were out at the same time, and, and of course Dragon Quest V is like the third Dragon Quest game on the Super Famicom, all of those games look like what you remember, like 16-bit like marquee JRPGs of the era looking. I mean, they were really they were really graphically impressive, and games could look better than the Dragon Quest games did in that era. They just made the graphics look like what people knew. Like, those basically look like souped-up NES games. Even though it's a whole generation ahead. And and I don't, like, I don't begrudge them that. It, they, they, they basically, like, find what works and stick with it until it doesn't. So, I... Yeah. That being said, this last announcement at the show was Dragon Quest Twelve. Which was uh, just sort of like a title teaser. They basically just played this short trailer of what looked like a bunch of like magmite type rock with these lines of fire being ripped through it, and of course it made the Roman numerals for twelve. And that's all they showed, though. It's just like the yeah. fact that it exists. And a couple of really big things stood out to me from this. One is that your game being announced with a title drop that. For a franchise that traditionally every title drop is like a flyover horizon shot with beautiful blue and green colors and a big shiny sunbeam coming down and the title showing up in big bright lettering. This was like dark stone lettering with earth tones with fire behind it and like a sizzling noise and like a brimstone feel and it's called the flames of fate instead of something... Instead of something really grandiose like Echoes of an Elusive Age. And they said they want to make it a little bit more mature, so... Yeah. I don't, they, I don't know. They've also said that they wanted to appeal... Well, I don't know if they've said this or if this is just something I read, but I guess they wanted to appeal to the West a little bit more. And I'm not really a Dragon Quest fan, um, just for the reason that I haven't really played them. But one thing I've heard a lot, and I know I've heard this from you, Nolan... Is that when you compare Dragon Quest to Final Fantasy, you know, you kind of anticipate Final Fantasy being the series that changes up their games all the time and does kind of weird things sometimes. But Dragon Quest tends to be like comfort food for a lot of people. You can expect it to be 
you know, kind of like a certain mood and you play it and it's cozy. So I know a lot of people are kind of concerned about this jump to maybe go a little bit darker and make it, you know, appeal to a different audience a little bit more. Yeah. And another, the other thing I wanted to mention that stood out, I don't think this necessarily matters and I I really don't, this is super nitpicky and and tiny, but um, it, it could sort of be like an indicator of like some of the uh, tradition changes this game's willing to make is I I, I don't know. So this every is... Dragon Quest game before this has had this kind of silly hokey but charming thing where the T in Quest is like a sword pointed down, and this is the first Dragon Quest game that I know of ever where okay, while the sword shape is still, still there in yeah. the T, it's no longer like a actual picture of a sword. It's now just a T that is made of like brimstone looking rock yeah. that is sort of shaped like a sword so they are, are seeming to sort of take one of the hokey cheesy elements out of the logo in 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 an attempt to what seems like just make it look a little more serious mm-hmm. so this is know. this is interesting to me and and if i can relate this to my experiences one of the things that i as a film major have talked about a whole bunch in lots of classes and done lots of research on is china the Chinese market is not just culturally different than ours but like governmentally they have very strict rules as to things we can follow and there has been a pretty clear chart of like Western films either doing ad- edits or cuts or like retooling their films to work in the Chinese market because it's a massive lucrative market. This is the first time, in all honesty, that I've ever considered anybody doing that for our market. Somebody at Square Enix was like, Dragon Quest, we want a handful of those dead presidents come from the States. Let's appeal to them. And I don't know if that's going to work. I think people are right to be concerned. Dead president. Yeah, they're on the bills. Oh, the money. The dollar oh, bills. Dollar, was, dollar was, bills, okay. y'all. They want our cash American dollars. I got a little confused on that. Yeah, one. yeah. I, I only used um, electronic money, like Dogecoin, so I didn't know what you meant. <laughs> they want a couple of those dog monies, man. Uh, which I think is really interesting. I'm curious to see what this means. Maybe this is all marketing fluff to, again, appeal to a Western audience. But... You know, part of the Dragon Quest's appeal is that they have not changed fundamentally in so long. And the closest thing I can compare it to is Pokemon for a Western audience. But even then, like, Pokemon has made several radical leaps and bounds. Dragon Quest's whole thing is like, let's let's stay the same, let's stay comfortable, right? So it's weird that they are stepping out of their comfort zone and explicitly being like, we want to market to this audience, right? As, as much yeah. as, like, this is a sort of weird thing for me to see, uh, the team behind Dragon Quest and uh, Yuji Horii and Koichi Sugiyama in particular and um, what's the other guy's name? The one that... Um, Akira Toriyama. Yeah. That trio is has, has always been the creative leads of every single Dragon Quest game and like they have never ever made a bad game. So I feel like if they're going to try something new, I have a lot of trust in them, I guess is what I'm saying. I think the direction is kind of surprising, but I'm not necessarily uh, worried about it being bad because I just think that they know what they're doing. But um, I sure am really curious to see what this sort of dark like appeal to maturity means. I mean, yeah. is, are, are, is, it, is it still going to be cel-shaded anime art style? I mean, it's Toriyama, so it kind of has to be, right? Yeah. But how much different is it going to look in I terms saw, of, like, aesthetic? I saw people saying that, like, they were worried that Toriyama was not going to be there. And, like, I think if, he will be. If you think of, like, one anime that appeals to the West, it's probably Dragon Ball, which is, yeah. like, which is Toriyama, by the way. Same artist. So, like, I I don't know. It's really weird and confusing. We probably won't learn anything about it for several years. Um, but worth noting that we had, a, we had a story that we wanted to cover, but we're running out of time, and we don't want to go over again for our editors. Um, we're hoping to bring it up next week. Yeah. Um, With <laughs> Elite Ninja's Odyssey review, hopefully. Yeah, that too. So, you know... We're teasing you for next week. It's just a teaser. Just like what's going to happen at E3 and what happened with a couple of these conventions or That's these right. conferences, right? Um, which E3 is also Con. coming up soon. What? Sonic Con. Sconic. Sonic Con. Sconic. Sconic. You guys want to real quick spin the wheel of favorites? I feel yeah. like this shouldn't take too long. Yeah. So I don't have it in front of me because it's on my computer and I'm not at home. So it is our 64th episode. 
What is your guys' favorite Nintendo 64 game? Um, favorite game I've played on the 64 is Ocarina of Time. Favorite game that just happens to also be on it, Resident Evil 2. That's my boring answer. That's not a boring answer. That no, makes sense. That's good, that's good game. Mine was going to be even more boring and say Mario 64. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Excellent game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man. Um, yeah, I guess it's honestly like I, I grew up on Ocarina of Time also. I feel like you could ask a hundred people who had an N64 and like 85 of them would say Ocarina of Time or yeah. Mario 64. And One of those two. I don't think it's because they're boring answers. I think it's just because they were so exceptional for the time. Yeah. And are still pretty exceptional yeah. today. Um, can we can we talk about like some... some Because those answers are so easy, can we talk about like some favorites that you had that are sort of just... Yeah. Diddy Kong Racing. Is yeah. it, I think we've talked about this on the podcast, actually. But that game fucking rules. Uh, Pokemon Snap. That game's very The fun. original Pokemon Snap is also very, very good. I uh, really liked uh, Jet Force Gemini when I was growing up. I think that's a... Is that a rare game? Yeah, that was rare. Yeah, Jet Force Gemini, specifically the split-screen versus multiplayer, was really, really fun. You could play as a little dog. They could turn into a tank. He was pretty cute. I also had a lot of fun with Hydro Thunder. Um, I don't know Hydro Thunder. It's a it's a midway game. It was a midway arcade game where you're basically racing these like performance speed boats, but you do all kinds of wild stuff like go through uh, a town where your boat like jumps over a building or something or crashes into a volcano, you know, things like that. Or you're going to like a Mayan temple with a big water slide on it or something. It was just a just a silly but really fun multiplayer racing game. That I once actually beat in an arcade. I spent oh wow two entire yeah. cups of Chuck E. Cheese tokens 100%ing Hydro Thunder <laughs> in single player mode. <laughs> Hell yeah! I didn't grow up with an N64, but I think I like Harvest Moon a lot. You would. So yeah. that's <laughs> wait. Hold answer. on. Did Harvest Moon come out on the N64? I just checked. I thought, oh, okay, good, good. I thought it was a I thought it was a PS2 game. It's a PS1 game, but it also yeah. Got <laughs> I had to cheat. I had to look up yeah. a list because I wasn't going to say Mario Kart or something. I also didn't grow up with an N64, so Mario. that was something I played much later. And was I played Mario 64 and a little bit of Ocarina of Time yeah. and was pretty impressed with both of those. Yeah. Mario Party also needs a shout out. I think Alex and I probably both. Sorry, the just, cat. The cat. The cat in the is sink. in the sink. I thought it was funny. They live with this. I get to see a cat now. I'm excited. Listen, or just ima- imagine it. It's cute. You like. You like it. She's licking the faucet, she but there's no water coming the, out. The faucet there's, with no water coming out. She doesn't lick it when there is water coming out. Riddle me that, listener. But um, I think Alex and I probably both mostly played Mario Party Two. That's definitely the one I. Oh God, yeah. Grew up with. Forgot about that. Gotta say though, listener, go do me a solid. Google Mario Party Two cartridge and maybe you'll understand why for my whole childhood i thought i was playing mario party 3 i think that's mario party 1 is that i think so because it's the, the, there's a dice block on it where it's like it says the dice block is rolled onto three. Oh, you know what reason. you're right i'm looking at mario party 2 and it's quite clear <laughs> yeah let's look at the mario party just horrible horrible brand they do that i know that this is like ah. a very you know, common thing people say. This isn't a creative argument, but what the fuck is that controller? Oh my god! Oh, it's terrible. Oh it's my! Aw- it's actually god. pretty awful. Oh god! There have been revisions of the controller that people have made in like this decade that are actually pretty good. They make it resemble a controller, and they fix the like the stick movement on it too. Um, I I did I did. Alex is right, and this actually confirms that I I wasn't I was not even playing Mario Party two in my childhood. <laughs> I was playing Mario Party one. Which, yeah, Google Mario Party 1 box art, and you'll see that it literally says Mario Party 3 on the box. Yeah, it's, it's awful. So I, I thought I was playing Mario Party 3 my whole childhood. Anyway, we got time to <laughs> Mario Party 3 the whole childhood, so we got to wrap this puppy up. Nolan, yep. take us away. That was Emblem Gamescast episode 64. My name is Nolan. With me has been... Dog selling tickets to an airplane run by dogs. As well as... Uh... Uh, a horse who has going through some serious withdrawals and considering going to therapy. That's right. I'm Medina glad for you. Star. Thank you. And you we said I said Medina Star. That Peanut was the name, Star. right? Peanut yeah, Star. Peanut Star. Peanut Star. Peanut Star. Peanut Star. <laughs> Peanut Star. <laughs>
And um, if you want to send us a question or like a topic to discuss for the show, you can do so at our email, emeraldgamescast at gmail.com. But we also have a Twitter page, at ODE Gamescast. And also on that Twitter page is a Google form that you can look at and you can submit stuff on there and we get all the same things anything you want to talk about a question or like i don't know personal essay about the mario party game you played or thought you were playing or allegedly played allegedly allegedly email us and i guess we'll see you next week and in the meantime send us a picture of your your cat cat drinking out of a faucet (laughs) bye bye